a celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. This is Michael Darling. This week we're joined by Kev Kozer. Michael Chow. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Oh, sure. Um, so this is a special bonus edition. We all went to see Detective Pikachu last week together, and uh, this is what's known as a spoiler cast. Wait, Detective Pikachu, or as Lou Dobbs calls it. Uh, Detective uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Oh, thank you for that. What is he, like, a hundred years old? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, even my mom, I think, would do better. I, I just thought that he did no prep. He was just like, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wing it. It's going to be Detective Pikachu. Is the show live? Probably. Okay. I mean, it's Fox News. Business. That's, sure. They have him propped up just the same way on whatever juice Keith Richards is living on still. <laughs> oh, no. Keith Richards is dead. He just doesn't realize it. He's been dead for 20 years. He's like a, a not situation. Yes. Ah, no yeah. Mm-hmm. When <laughs> Mick Jagger re-anim- reanimated him. <laughs> <laughs> the power of rock. <laughs> Honestly, disappointed that Game of Thrones botched having their final villains be an evil queen... A mad scientist, his Frankenstein's monster, yeah. and a Euro trash pirate. Come on, that's awesome. Yeah. That's Power Rangers. Yeah. It's like a great new wave band. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Detective Pikachu. Well, before we dive in, we're going to do a, a special edition of Mon Mom. Uh, this week, I sent my mother a GIF of one of the one of the uh, Pokemon from the movie. So there's a much broader spectrum of potential Pokemon <laughs> for this week's game. Um, but. When, I want to share that when I did send my mom the gif of one of the live-action CGI Ooh, a gif. Pokemon, yeah, so it was moving. She responded with, why is this boy alive? I thought they were cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. So, so here we go. This week, Michael Darling will be facing off in a two-against-one doubleheader. Uh, here we go. Pokemon looks like a grandfather fish. I will name it Hogan. Okay, so Michael. A grandfather fish. Yes, sir. Uh, Do you have a guess as to which one of the Pokemon from the movie was the grandfather fish? Yeah, this is a hard one because there's, you know, normally we just have like, you know, six to nine that we're dealing with, but now we've got a whole Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Uh. I feel like Magikarp would be the obvious answer, but I'm just thinking if there's anything else. Because there weren't many real water types in that movie. Mm. So I'm just going to lock in Magikarp. Okay. <clears throat> Kevin? Well, my first instinct was Whizcash, but that wasn't in the movie. Ooh, so, that's mm, a good one. That's, that's a, a deep pull. Yeah. So then I guess, thinking about the movie, it would be... I mean, Magikarp's a good pick. My first instinct in the movie would be Gyarados. So, mm. I guess mm-hmm. you decide, Chuck, if you want to double down on Gyarados or maybe... I am actually, uh, I'm going to double down on Gyarados. All right. Well, I know it's a broad pool to pull from, but it was Ludicolo. Oh! oh. I was, see, I was okay. thinking that, but he looks too much like a duck to me. Yeah. He looks like a hobo yeah. duck. Yeah. Like a fish. <laughs> Is he, though? Like, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Love you, Mamba Baloo, but... We don't. We gotta litigate that. your mother, Baloo. Yeah. <laughs> grandfather, she saw the beard. Okay, I got that part. Yeah, but where's the fish part? Sense. The fish part's the most baffling yeah. part. If she said grandfather duck, I yeah. would have been with her. In defense of her intuition, it is a water type. <laughs> <laughs> Ducks are not fish, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so let's launch in. Let's start with just general thoughts and feedback. 
track. Um, and, you know, if you want to put some kind of a rating on it, everybody pick a different rating scale. Um, I'm a fan of the movie overall. I had a really great time. I'm going to nitpick and, you know, have, like, little things that came, that stood out to me as funny or a little bit uneven and things like that. But all in all, I thought it was a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it uh, four and a half stars out of five. That's a good one. That's, okay. a random, that's the random yeah. All right. Uh, I liked a lot too. I thought it was like a very charming, cute movie. It was just ha- fun to hang out in that world. I live in that world, frankly. <laughs> I want to move to it was Rhyme City or Rhyme City. Rhyme, yeah. Rhyme City. Uh, I think I would give it like a solid three and a half stars. I think that's a fair rating. Uh, three out and a half out of five. I think is very fair for Detective Pikachu. Darling, if you could give us your rating in a letter grade, please. Oh no, I've got something else planned. Go for it. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's There's some stuff that doesn't really work, and I think Ryan Reynolds, I'm going to talk about him a lot. Ryan mm. Reynolds, there's just too much of him. Mm. Uh, but the world is just a lot of fun. They managed to take this really insane world and make it seem realistic and just delightful. Like, I really... Roger Rabbit has been a frequent reference point for this film, and I think that that's accurate because it does have that feeling of like, oh, I can see how this works. Uh, so to just get to my letter, my grade, uh, I'm saying like Ultra Ball minus on a scale of Pokeball to Master Ball, <laughs> Ultra Ball minus. That's pretty damn good. Uh, <laughs> on the ratings. All right. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought like, there was a lot of um, little nitpicks I have, like you, but I think overall doing the concept is really strong. I definitely mm. would have heard this movie to some. Would probably would have been generic, like, take on red and blue. Mm. Direct take. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. think there's a lot of room to, like, play with, like, a very specific story mm-hmm. about very specific characters that we don't know in a setting we don't know yet, but just inhabit the world of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a uh, Zoroark out of Melmetal. <laughs> wow, Baloo and I are the normies. What number is Zoroark? 571 out of 808. About 7 out of 10. Oh my goodness. Wow, and I thought mine was the nerdiest one. It's a Mathmon, a Pokemon podcast inspiring you to learn math. No one told me there would be fractions. All right, so starting off the movie, you know, we talked about, uh, Chow, you mentioned that it's a world that, you know, felt very cool. Yeah. You want to live in. I thought they did a really good job. Like, just credit to the writers, Mm -hmm. like, in that opening scene, really doing a really efficient job of establishing a world that many of us are already familiar with in Mm -hmm. terms of catching Pokemon. These things live in the wild. Yeah. Kind of encroach and live... Because it opens with uh, Justice Smith trying to catch a Cubone. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But then... And uh, Karen Sony, I just want to shout him out because I don't know if we'll talk about him again. He's great. Because he's oh, only in that yeah, he is, he's a delight. Another Deadpool crossover. I want to yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the uh, taxi cab driver, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy, like, just that one scene is clearly shot on the Warner Brothers backlot that you saw <laughs> in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but I do think that there's also like credit to be given that the writers in that scene very efficiently establish a sense of culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about these Pokemon and how they're viewed and how somebody is viewed and sort of looked at as an outsider without a Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a very subtle thing. Like in a world mm-hmm. where you can have these creatures, why not? Like, which is something you don't see in the games. There are plenty of people in the games that don't have Pokemon, mm-hmm. at least as far as the NPCs are concerned. But yeah. here in this world, it's very quickly established that, no, that makes you kind of weird. 
Well, like, Justin Smith's character is a character that, like, kind of got over the idea of Pokemon, it seems. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, kind of... Like, that's... I mean, that's kind of me. Like, I haven't really thought about Pokemon in a long a while, but, yeah. like, I was excited to see, like, this thing from my childhood again. Yeah. Yeah. And it opened with those commercials, those in-universe commercials for the Pokemon League. Yeah. That, which, shout out to... But we, I think we style. see that... We see the commercials... Uh, when he's on the train, because it's that info video explaining, like the big info dump about how Rhyme City works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do have that quick hit of like, here's a guy about to do a trainer battle. Yeah, and it's very much incorporating the style of costume and clothing mm-hmm. and feel of what we would expect a direct Ash Ketchum. Yeah, we weren't yeah. talking about like whether that was actually Ash. Probably not, but like, sure seemed like it was aping Ash. Yeah, that guy mm-hmm. looked like a very competent Pokemon trainer. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> he was red. He wasn't. He was red, not Ash. There we go. That guy made it far enough to get an endorsement deal. <laughs> oh my! Beginning. Wait, what are endorsement deals like in the okay. Pokemon universe? I want to know more about. Yeah, who's that. the Dale Earnhardt? Like, of, I know there was a in Luke Cage season two. There was a great little runner at the beginning about him getting endorsement deals from Nike and other companies because hmm. it's like, look at this guy. He's bulletproof. So I'd love to see what that's like in the Pokemon universe. I mean, speaking of endorsement deals, one little Easter egg in the background that I caught just because of training from uh, years of watching BoJack Horseman, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that there's a uh, hit, like a Hitachi beer-like logo on one of the bars, but oh. it had a knocked out. Yes, that was good. That was good. Ooh, I thought it was a very nice that. touch. Interesting. Yeah, there were lots of. There were probably a lot of good sign gags. Like there oh, was yeah. definitely the apartment building was called Oak, and they held that <laughs> shop for a long time just so you got it. Oh, that's interesting. There's no Professor Oak in the movie. Yeah. They don't ever establish the yeah. idea of him even existing, really. Well, he's out there on some other continent doing sure. his thing. So. I like that there's no baggage. Banging Delia. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'd imagine the detective, when he got tasked with uh, hunting down Mewtwo, went to ask Professor Oak for help, <laughs> and Professor Oak kept asking him, are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> 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 Professor Deleted Oak, scenes. with your binaries. Come on, <laughs> Professor Oak. Right. It's 2019. Uh, well, I mean... I admire the fact that he doesn't want to assume gender. So, <laughs> you know, it's a positive step. He is 80 something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with uh, let's go into the story. Again, you know, we've kind of touched on the opening. So, getting into the story itself and the meat of, you know, uh, Tim's character, Tim arriving, which. Michael and I talk about it, or Chow and I talk about it a little bit after the movie. Yeah, two Michaels here. And we had to, uh, we had to ask each other, wait, what was Justice uh, Smith's character again? Um, his name? Because like you only really hear it said once, I think, in the entire movie. Huh. If I, even that. I mean, it's kind of a generic name, so it's just yeah. Tim Goodman, right? Yeah. yeah. And continuing that Pokemon tradition of people having, you know, tell-all names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... What we haven't discussed yet is that this movie is loosely based on a Pokemon spin-off game yeah. that came out for the 3DS like two or three years ago called like Detective that. Pikachu. And in that one, the main character is Tim Goodman, who mm. is more of a child. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Is it actually like pretty faithful, at least as far as like the major beats? Not really. It, only one major beat is held, and uh, okay. then not quite. Okay. Because I, I have a little brother who's played the games. Mm. I've seen him play them. It's very much like... What are the clues to find where the missing Oshawott went? Mm-hmm. And not like an actual in-depth story like the movie. Sure. I read it's kind of like a Professor Latham game. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's a good comparison. So getting into the arrival into Rhyme City, I thought the city felt very mm-hmm. cool and real in terms of like, we've joked, I remember on Chow's episode in particular, mm-hmm. we joked about how this is literal dog fighting. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about the Pokemon Which they just like make canon, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, because we see, like, the underground Yeah. Because, like, they say in the video that we don't allow battles in Rhyme City. Mm -hmm. That's not my Bill Nye. It's, like, nowhere near in the neighborhood. I don't know why I would hear that voice, but that was more Fraser. <laughs> the ancient uh, Mew Bones. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just jump to this for a moment. All right. Kev. Bill Nye talking. So I found this interview God, this is so titled good. from Vulture, titled Bill Nye Explains His Deep New Love of Pokemon. And is all about how 69-year-old Bill Nye became a huge nice. Pokemon fan. <laughs> Yeah, very nice. I was asleep at the wheel there. Because he was cast in this movie, um, they gave him, like, they gave, I think, pretty much all the actors and main writers, they kind of gave him, like, a Pokedex. Yeah, this like, giant book. Yeah, a giant sort of Bible that's, like, lots of Pokemon information about which one does, sort of backstory, history, world building, etc. And he was just fascinated with it and studied it a bunch. Um, yeah, this whole interview is really great, but the highlights include how now he plays Pokemon Go, and yep. he likes doing that as like his exercise. Uh, there was like archaeological props in his office in the movie that he's now taken home and like had in his actual house. Yeah, didn't he say that he's trying to find the right wall for it because they're so heavy? Yeah. <laughs> is that one of the details that he like wants to go on vacation only to find other Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture him putting on like one of those old timey like Victorian safari hats and going on an He says Good. in that interview like I'm going to go on a hunt. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, regardless of what anyone thought of this movie, this movie gave us Bill Nye saying yeah. the word Mewtwo. <laughs> and it is the greatest thing. And I saw a highlight I want to give from the interview. He talks about how much of an honor it is the Mewtwo he learned after reading this book. Oh, this is a great privilege I have to I mean, voice you too. I think British actors just like doing that kind of thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, British actors have this really working mentality where mm -hmm. they do theater, they do TV, they do movies. There's no difference no. to them. Like Hopkins does pretty much everything, and he enjoys and doing doing all of it actually. Yeah. Bill Nye is no different. Yeah, I think the one actor in America with that kind of similar mentality is Danny DeVito. Who has gone from Oscar winner to It's Always a uh, There's also uh, my friend Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, uh, Christopher Walken is actually probably the best example. Uh, well, I think Nick Cage is in a different league, kind of like mm. a Michael Madsen who will just show up if paid. That's true. It's but probably Eric Roberts, more. Like, yeah. Nick Cage is the A list, Eric Roberts, Michael Madsen. Sure. Is yeah, a... Nick Cage is in the I owe a bunch of money to the IRS league. <laughs> so, Walken and Sam Jackson are probably the two best analogies for like the British actor mentality. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I always have to bring up some kind of a stupid Nick Cage anecdote because I love this man. Like a well, who doesn't? Creature. I mean, spin the uh, wheel of anecdotes. <laughs> this uh, this will be in the show notes that Nick Cage apparently got drunk in Vegas, got married to somebody, and then had to have the marriage annulled. And his now ex wife is <laughs> suing him for like spousal support after being married for less than 48 hours wow and like in, who can't relate well, no, in response to that he went i forget what song it is i'll look it up in the show, oh. the show notes he's like on video like isn't it like the cure or something yes. <laughs> like very oh, cliche yeah. was it pictures of you i want to say it was pictures of you you can you're on your phone michael you can look it up oh, i was looking up something else for making the ah, cage okay. show, so but um, but yeah. So spoilers again. This is uh, this is your last warning. We're spoiling the hell out of this movie on this mm -hmm. podcast. So spoilers that have already been covered. Bill Nye eventually inhabits Mewtwo, which yeah. we get to 
as we go through the plot. But um, yeah, so everything else is on the table here. We're not holding back. Can we talk about the fact that Nick Cage has been both leaving Las Vegas and honeymoon in Vegas, and now he had this Vegas incident? He looks this like he's a trilogy. Well, Nick Cage seems like he should have a residency in Vegas, frankly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just him other, on stage with a chair. My other favorite. Uh, <laughs> yes. My other favorite Nick Cage story also involves him being too drunk and rowdy at a bar in Vegas and getting thrown out. Sure. As people start laughing at him, he turns around at the door and apparently yells, You all love me! Aww, oh. I do. I love yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah, we all love him. About 20 years ago, I saw him on the streets of LA driving a tiny yellow Volkswagen Beetle. Like one of the old, like really beat up looking Beetles too. So was, that seems right. He's yeah. an every man. Well, he's not an every man, what am I saying? <laughs> he <Right>. is America. <laughs> For us, ultra rich guy, he has very relatable emotions. That's, that's... Because they're broad emotions is why. I do think it's perfect that on a normal episode of this podcast, we barely focus on the Pokemon. Here we are no. on a spoiler cast episode. We're <laughs> focusing on any of the actors in this movie. Right. Nick Cage came up and well, you know. Nick Cage off. should be in a Pokemon movie, frankly. Yeah. I mean, they're planning lots of spinoffs, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll he was... Bets. I'll take bets that he's in the next Pokemon He was Spider-Man Noir, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about this movie is that it's like this like one specific like genre movie set within this world. You mm -hmm. can do like a thousand of those in this and do you want to just jump to the ending really right. quick? well i just want to play off chow's that. comment which is that uh yeah i think this is great that they chose to do this as the first live action quote unquote mm -hmm. pokemon movie uh because if they did just like a straight red and blue or something adaptation it's something we've already seen for yeah. one thing through the show and also it kind of limits the idea of what this world could be sure. whereas here we're like yeah we're, we just got this detective story <laughs> yeah. set in this world and Anything else could happen. It's because, actually like yeah. super neat. Yeah. Now, so could you imagine like busting in families to see like Pokemon Red and Blue <laughs> movie and like it'd be like the Warcraft movie where it's like Team Rocket and Mewtwo and the Legendary Bird right. and the Elite Four and it'd be so much terms to load onto something. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like a little mystery story. It's Everybody cool. Yeah. Get on board with it. Yeah. I think the best thing about this was that they basically explain every important Pokemon what they can mm -hmm. do and why they're relevant. Mm -hmm. Like they, Bill Nye explains Mewtwo. Uh, the Psyduck concept is introduced pretty yep. quickly, mm -hmm. and it's understood like, okay, this is a Pokemon that looks like a cute little duck, but when it gets a massive headache, it blows things up. Yeah, they actually do like a really good job yeah. at like explaining every single Pokemon that you need to know in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, to go back one point, just talk about um, Nick Cage. Yeah. How, <laughs> uh, how it's a self-contained movie. It is a self-contained movie. Yeah. I was actually kind of a little uh, concerned at the end, walking out of it, like, wait, mm -hmm. they got. Full spoilers now. Turn off if you haven't seen been warned. They've been warned. Uh, they got rid of Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds again. Well, I mean, the Pikachu's still a detective. Uh, yeah, just... but it can't talk anymore. Yeah. I feel like they should have left Ryan Reynolds inside of the Pikachu. I mean, I do feel like that would have been a better ending. Yeah. I appreciate that they did feel confident enough to like end this story. Sure, yeah. And that, so they, they're probably not going to do Detective Pikachu 2, they're going to do Pokemon Jigglypuff as a star is born. Yeah. <laughs> but so in this world, like, uh, so I guess full spoilers, uh, we think that like uh, Justice Smith's father is dead. We find out at the end that Mewtwo fused him with the Pikachu. How did he create a new Ryan Reynolds? Oh no, he just fused him out. like. Uh, like he wasn't dead, he was just so like not unconscious. Like injured body was put into like a stasis that. Okay. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as yeah. what we saw at the parade, where Mewtwo mm. slash Bill Nye combines everyone into their Pokemon. Sure. And then oh, once okay. the problem is resolved, like Bill Nye has been defeated, 
Uh, note that we're not using his character name because we don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Something good like, then. Mewtwo then does his thing is like, okay, we're gonna split the Pokemon and humans mm. again. It's all back to normal. So he did that with Ryan Reynolds slash Detective Pikachu. Okay. So I want to circle back to Chow's mention of it being a genre movie and like interesting association I make is that I think that right around phase two of the MCU is when I started to recognize that like, oh, they're actually playing with these not being superhero movies or superhero comic book adaptations. They're starting to do genres within the superhero yeah, characters. Which like, is cool heist movie for Ant-Man, Captain America Winter Soldier was very much an intrigue, suspense, action yeah. movie. I mean, yeah. it was a 70s uh, spy thriller right down to uh, Robert Redford being there. Bingo. Iron Man 3 is just like a buddy cop movie yeah. by Jane Black. <laughs> but I do want to question, like, as far as it, this being a genre movie with Pokemon in mm. it, like, how do we feel about it living up to the detective noir genre? I feel like they don't like they there are certain detective scenes. I think the vibe is very noiry, but I mm. don't feel like they do that much detective work in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think the one scene that really strikes me as being like a full tongue in cheek noir parody mm. is when we see uh, uh, Lucy, the female lead played by mm. Captain Newton, arrive on the scene, and she's kind of lit like a mysterious femme fatale. Yeah, but actually, she's a cub reporter trying to get a scoop. She's doing like real kind girl of noir. Friday. Yeah, like, yeah. I like that they messed around with noir character yeah. uh, character tropes with mm. her arrival, which I think was a fun little gag for the you know the cynics out there who for wanted sure. to see their midnight screening of Pikachu. I mean, that's one thing that I thought was a little bit inconsistent, where they went from being very campy caricature mm -hmm. of the noir like stereotypes and beats and then digging into it very earnestly at times and then coming back to it being very spoofy and cartoony like the scene in the cafe where she shows up and she's doing that very cartoon yeah. oh god yeah sort yeah. of like hammy like no do not look at me like <laughs> that stuff was fun actually yeah yeah, yeah. But that I wish... wasn't a shout out to Breaking Bad, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and her whole yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a trope, also. Like, it's a yeah. beat that we've seen in other things. Oh, yeah. Done seriously. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, you either read or listen to on podcasts interviews with the writers. Well, I say writers, there's like seven writers in the movie. Sure. <laughs> two of them are Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. uh, they've done a lot of interviews for the show. And you read these interviews, you realize they probably. Like have done the most work on the screenplay, mm -hmm. as much as they did like one of the early drafts, and a lot of their ideas got into it. It sounds mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and a lot of their ideas were based on like the third man is the biggest touch point for this movie. They mm -hmm. said, huh. and like I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if also things like Breaking Bad, yeah, I mean Chinatown comes to mind as well. As of course, I think they mentioned like it was third man and like Who Framed Roger Rabbit is the other yeah, reference of point. Yeah. So I will say this is the main reason why it missed out on the final half a star on my rating, mm -hmm. which is that I do think that the, the personally touching on the genre thing, the title is a little bit misleading. Hmm. It's not so much Detective Pikachu as it is show up someplace and receive exposition. <laughs> well, I mean, they had to figure out what Mr. Mime was keeping from that. Yeah. Like that's, that involves some detective work, which that's I just want to be halfway decent at charades, Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> I like the Mr. Mime scene. I especially yeah. like that Justin Justice uh, Smith potentially killed Mr. Mime at the end. Yeah, <laughs> he burned him alive. Psychic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just one other note about Mr. Mime. There was an interview in Time Magazine with some of the creative team, like the director, uh, the art director, the visual effects supervisor. And so about Mr. Mime, uh, Ravi Bansai, who is the art director, uh, said, when Rob, the Letterman, the film's director, suggested using Mr. Mime, 
we asked the Pokemon company, what is he? They went, we don't know. <laughs> they were actually trying to dissuade us from using him because they weren't sure what he was or whether he'd work well on screen. That was a bit of a strange one. Um, Honestly, so, the best, one of the best characters in that movie. Yeah, yeah I think just in case someone's listening to this who is not watching the movie for whatever reason, I just want to explain that Mr. Ryan's burned alive. So you've probably seen in the trailers <laughs> the scene where he's like doing mime stuff and it's real to Mr. Mime and it affects the world. So that scene ends with Justice Smith miming pouring gasoline on his mime <laughs> and lighting a match and setting him on fire. And then it cuts well, away, I mean, so we he, don't know what happened. Like, he lights the match. Lights, quote unquote, the match. <laughs> Uh, and then drops it. Uh, well, he drops it by accident after mm, they get the information. The yeah. 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 So, uh, so Mr. Mind gives us a crash course in improv for those who <laughs> are which is one, yes and, everything your partner, scene partner gives to you, and two, commit and play at the top of your intelligence, yeah. which he does absolutely because he oh, presumably yeah. dies. Yeah. <laughs> he faints, please. It's Pokemon don't die. Movie. Yeah, it actually, it's a really good scene. Yeah, like I think that's probably the most detective work in there is him figuring out like how do I crack this mime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, because I feel like the other two major turning points where things are revealed are mm-hmm. the result of you know Tim Goodman showing up to you know the CEO's mm-hmm. office, Bill Nye's yeah. office, and then Bill Nye saying, "Oh, you're two steps behind here. Let me catch you up to where you're supposed yeah. to be in this investigation." And then again later on, like I pointed this out at the end of the third act, towards the climax. He goes back to Bill Nye's office mm-hmm. to like say that I think I've solved this case, and then it's Bill Nye's already, you know, totally. Ozzy I did it twenty-five saying, minutes ago. Yeah, he's Ozzy yeah. Yeah. In a way, oh, sorry. I think that's also kind of a noirish trope mm-hmm. is that he goes to the guy who can give him all this information. The guy sends him to this location mm-hmm. uh, to go and investigate, and it's then revealed that no, this is all part of the villain's plan. Yeah. Like he was sending the detective out to find this thing that he was looking for, which is Mewtwo, mm-hmm. so that then he could use it for his own plan. Like, that's, like, I feel like we see that in Maltese Falcon and the Yeah, big that's like a ones. big Philip, Mar- Philip Marlowe sort of trope where, like, the detective's actually not the smartest guy. He's kind of just stumbling into a lot of his clues, which yeah. I think is, like, kind of a fun, like, noir yeah. sort of thing. Or more specifically, the detective gets pointed in a direction which is exactly where the villain is pointing him right. to get information. Yeah. But it definitely does seem a little cheap that Bill Nye just then winds up explaining the plan. Sure. Like, oh, All right, time, it's that time of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. gotta become you too. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do kind of want to. <laughs> I need those. Like a little bit of a logical hole here in terms of the detective thing, which is that, you know, he's a detective for the official police, Mm. but Ryan Reynolds took on a case as a private eye. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a little bit bit weird. It's like Um, he was freelancing, I bet. Moonlighting. Yeah. Which I don't think you're allowed to do legally. No, I don't think so. I mean, you can be like security for a bar or something, but I don't know. Sure. Pokemon World, maybe different rules. Yeah. They're running around with fire tigers. Come on. This is true. Yeah. Oh, I mean, speaking of that mission you took out, which is to capture the original Mewtwo, mm-hmm. I do kind of like, we were talking about how there's no baggage with Red and Blue, so you don't have to know who Team Rocket is, you don't have to know who Misty and Brock are, but they do keep it in continuity with the games and the anime mm-hmm. a little bit. So like they say, oh, Mewtwo disappeared in the Kanto region 20 years yeah. ago. You can say, oh, he was maybe fought Red 20 years ago, or mm-hmm. maybe Ash and did the whole Pokemon the First Movie stuff 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is consistent with the Pokemon the First Movie. Which yeah, is exactly. cool, actually. Yeah, and you don't have to know that, but you can capture it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, when the drug R was revealed, I was fully expecting, like, okay, Team Rocket's going to show up in the third mm. act. But no, it like was a curveball, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I even thought the assistant, uh, 
the female assistant who turns out to be a ditto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back to that, that, that was we need to talk about that. Joke, mm. um, girl ditto rules. Just yeah, this beady eyed. Like, Especially like the latex pink. Yeah. Yes, and the pink gloves. hair too. Yeah. yeah, that felt very Team Rocket-ish. I yeah, mm. it's gonna be like Team Rocket lap, lilac or something. Yeah, it's like, like that. Yeah. yeah. God, uh, let's talk about Ditto because I think that <laughs> was they had like a little Ditto joke early on where we see this Ditto turn into a stagehand who yeah. takes Bill Nye off stage. Uh, but I didn't expect the full-blown, like, here is a ditto that will transform into everything for a fight scene. That's a perfect, like, henchman character, though, because yeah. they just turn into, like, whatever you need them to be for, like, your specific mission. Mm. Yeah, and I like that they're willing to just, like, sort of acknowledge that it sort of breaks ditto rules or acknowledge transforming against something it sees. Mm. Because, like, oh, it experiments it on. All right. Yeah. Sure. Get one quick line. Yeah. Well, yeah. That gives us some cool creative stuff with Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Also, I love, like, in the games, they've made it that Ditto can make a perfect copy. But from that one anime episode with a Ditto where mm -hmm. we see, oh, well, it keeps getting the eyes wrong. Hmm. They've now turned that into kind of canon. Because <laughs> it's in Pokemon Snap where there are, yeah. what, the Bulbasaur, I think? Yeah, yeah Bulbasaur. Uh, where one of them turns out to be a Ditto because it's got the blank beady eyes. Yeah. Uh, now this movie, too. I love that that's now become it's an ascendant meme. It's such a fun meme. detail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just the Cronenberg-y body horror of <laughs> seeing someone who looks perfectly normal but has just two little dots. It actually is, like, kind of scary. Mm -hmm. It was very unsettling. Like, yeah. The one scene where they really lingered on that shot, but I think yeah. they just kind of, like... Because she, like, takes off her, her sunglasses, right? Yeah. Just yeah. the beady eyes. Yeah. I think that was the moment where we collectively had kind of, like, an oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you, you again go to the interviews of the writers, Hernandez and Samet, and, like, they... They talk about how passionate they are for Pokemon and such. Mm -hmm. Love like, it. You really get the sense they got like a lot of these Easter eggs, and we want to put as many of them in as they could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, overall, one thing I know that we were kind of like mentioning a lot, even throughout episodes of this podcast leading up to this movie coming out, was how unsettling some of the Pokemon looked. Hmm. And I gotta say that for whatever reason, in motion, they just felt very real. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was not nearly as uncomfortable experience no. to yeah. watch any of them. As also, I one of my concerns just from the trailers was like the colors seemed washed out. Like Snubble looked practically white in the trailers, mm -hmm. but I think in the final VFX, they've made them look a lot better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It's it's still not quite as colorful as I would like as my beloved Speed Racer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just want it like bright neon blue skies and. Like, nothing's and like the candy colored Speed Racer. Yeah. Though, Kevin. <laughs> that's my favorite aesthetic for a movie. I'm sure. And, but it's still really good. Like, I mean, it leads into like a like very like neon like Blade Runnery sort of oh, yeah. noir, which yeah. is cool. I mean, yeah. I'll give it I'll give it a buy because of like as we said, like I'm already pointing out like certain disparate notes with mm. the noir sort of genre in this movie, and if they were to make it too bright and color, it probably would have just been a bridge too far for me. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think it's just right for having that sense of like this is a this is a snubble that's you know is spending yeah. all day mm -hmm. in a dank police. I also love that snubble so much. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, the cut to. Every That's, time his cuts are just like just sitting there, just, just looking grumpy. gruff. Yeah, well, I love that that was the cut to Ken Watanabe's desk, mm. and then we just see the snubble just <laughs> looking dead in the camera. Just. <laughs> I do want to point out how completely useless Ken Watanabe was for the one time in his entire it's film. It's kind of a bummer, uh, actually. Yeah. I wish there was more Watanabe. Yeah. I love that, like, I pointed this out to Chow after the movie. I was mm -hmm. like, he did fulfill his one duty as Ken Watanabe, which is to do, like, that middle distance thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> For no oh, yeah. Everybody else at the end of the movie is running off and helping people. Never mind that he's a cop. He stops to look off into It's in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> What's in Nick Cage's contract when he makes Detective Pikachu? 
Uh, you get one freak out. Uh, probably an Elvis reference. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about like what demands did he make for the Spider-Man noir character? Does that translate over to Pokemon? So like he doesn't have that many lines in it, in Spider-Verse. Um, so I don't know. Did he want a bit with a Rubik's cube? <laughs> oh no, I'm sure he probably got like something signed by Stanley. That's probably like, what he got. Uh, yeah, he's a big nerd. Yeah, yeah. he named his son Kal-El. That's true. Cal- so Kal-El Kate's not a great name. Kalo Coppola, which is an actual name, much better name. Yeah. Oh, you know, true. you know where he got the cage from Luke Cage. Yep, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Johnny Cage. No, well, no, because Johnny Cage was after Nick Cage was a thing. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, what I want to make, what point I want to make is, so we're saying that Detective Pikachu two probably won't happen. What is the genre, mm. most one genre movie you want Nick Cage to be in? Ooh. Like I was sort of, I posted on Facebook and Twitter for action movies. My joke was that so after this they should do after Pokemon Chinatown they should do Pokemon Raiders Lost Ark, Pokemon, <laughs> Titanic, oh my God. Pokemon Before Sunrise. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? And I thought it was actually Pokemon Before Sunrise would be great. Yeah. Oh Two humans, their partner Pokemon fall in love. Oh, Do yeah. they fall in love? Mm. We follow that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the I feel like the one thing I don't want to see in another Pokemon universe set movie is I'd really be disappointed if they continue having Mewtwo be a common thread in all of yeah. them. Because Mewtwo, if you use him for more than just this one movie where, you know, there's a very valid reason for him, he starts to feel like too much of a Deus Ex Machina. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they've teased the ancient Mew in this one, so mm-hmm. there's your Raiders of the Lost Ark right there. Yeah, actually, you could do like a straight up like adventure fantasy story where they yeah. try to find Mew. Yeah, yeah. there's tons of other legendary Pokemon, Celebi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark look at Raiders of the Lost Mew. Yeah. Or like a horror, like Lovecraftian thing where they find this like ancient Pokemon that's yeah. like uh, a real. Or yeah. Maybe they're trying to like maybe they're trying maybe some kind of like Lex Luthor like scheme. Yeah. To real estate. He's trying to summon Groudon to like create who's... a new continent uh, he can buy. We don't know of a Giovanni yet in this universe, do we? I want to point out why was Lex Luthor's scheme in every one of the classic <laughs> Superman movies and also Superman Returns a real estate scheme? <laughs> Because he's a satire of Donald Trump. <laughs> but that was the 70s. Trump was, like, barely a thing at that time. I think they just realized real estate's, like, kind of evil. <laughs> True. True. Mom and the Anti-Landlord Podcast. <laughs> We're, all landlord. We're all L.A. people, and mm. that's our stance on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Waves, fuck you. <laughs> okay, but back to my question. Which genre, Pokemon genre, you want to see Nick Cage in? Mm. Should it be the Pokemon Nick Mandy? Cage in. I think you gotta bring back like Dirty Cop. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Bad Lieutenant Nick Cage oh, in a Pokemon. Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, Vermilion City. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be the next Pokemon movie because I feel like they have to, in a weird sort of way, they have to kind of earn it. Mm-hmm. Like the same way they deviated from doing like a straight anime adaptation for this first one and it worked out so sure. well and kind of proved the concept of like a Pokemon universe pantheon yeah. of movies. Mm-hmm. I want them to build up to a rocky equivalent in Pokemon mm-hmm. and have Nick Cage play the Mickey character. Oh, oh I that'd like be that. cool, actually. Um, but yeah, so have him sit out universe number two. I want number two to be Raiders of the Lost Mew. Yeah. And then we can go into like, you know, Rocky Geodude. Or just Mew just melts all of Team Rocket. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Melting <laughs> Just this cute little cat, pink cat, kills all of like, Team Rocket. 
Oh, God. <laughs> if I remember correctly, in the Poke- in the first Pokemon movie, like Mew shows up and just proceeds to like just kind of casually take on Mewtwo. Yeah. Like I kind of remember that being like it was an even fight, but only because Mewtwo was mostly playing around. Sure. Mm-hmm. He never seemed stressed out by it. Mew is the most powerful Pokemon, though, right? Yeah. Well, in the games, both it and Mewtwo can learn every move, and I think mm-hmm. they're still the only Pokemon who can do that. Like, well, not every move per se, but every TM HM. Sure. How does one get a Mew these days? It's like, all it's event based. Like, it's really just stop at the right day. Yeah, like uh-huh. they do. They do. They haven't done one in a while, but they do like an event through uh, like the stores or online. Uh, I know when uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee came out. Maybe it's still this way. If you bought one of those Pokeballs, mm-hmm. it would come with a Mew pre-installed on there that you could put into your game. Interesting. So there's your fifty dollar DLC. This mm-hmm. is the Mew Quest in Pokemon Go and transferred over. Mm-hmm. So fun little. You only tidbit. get one. Fun little tidbit. I read somewhere recently that apparently there's like a one in three thousand six hundred chance or something absurd like that of, of like encountering a shiny Mewtwo mm-hmm. in the Pokemon game. So yeah. Somebody actually tested this out and they showed like, yeah, just save right before it and just, if you're willing to be patient, keep turning it off and on and <laughs> starting the battle and you'll see whether you get a shiny Mewtwo. Huh. Mm. Um, shiny Mewtwo is apparently green. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Odd. Yes, because I was wondering like, oh, is that, like, I didn't think there would be a shiny version of a legendary, but sure. apparently there is that dice roll RNG hmm. that still occurs when you start up. Yeah, I think with some legendaries, they're shi- in the later games, they're shiny locked. So you can't get the shiny unless it's a special event one. Hmm. Uh, but for the most part, in some of the earlier games that have shinies, it's just like, all right, just keep re-rolling those dice. Hmm. Yeah, so back to the movie. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that tangent stayed on Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wow, yeah, trying. this is the first tangent that was just about Pokemon. Oh, I yeah. do have a question I have a question sure. for all of you about the movie. Uh, so a big plot point they've established in the movie is that every like person in Rhyme City has like their own companion Pokemon. So, who would be your companion Pokemon? Ooh. I asked this earlier today, and mm. part of a tip for one of the potential Jota Pokemon when I come back, I want to love a Heracross, just because I love the design. Mm. I love Heracross. It's a good type combination, too. Sure. And the one in the show just seems so, like, happy-go-lucky and nice. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to uh, suck sap and everything. <laughs> That's all I cared about. <laughs> Mine is an obvious one. I'd have to go with my little Houndour. Sure. <laughs> Pretty much what I already have. Companion. <laughs> <laughs> now staring outside of <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cordy. Oh, Cordelia. God, that is a tough one. Um, Chow, do you have one? I'm trying to figure this out. I've always loved Squirtle. Squirtle's uh, rude. Mm. He's got two. He's a little stinker. I like Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle's my boy. Do you know which one I want to suggest for you? I'm afraid. Duck and Stick. Aww. Uh, I do love Duck, love and, duck stick. and Stick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like... I like Halucha from uh, mm. Gen 6, because mm. that's a Lucha Libre Hawk. It's fighting slash flying, which is... Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm assuming we're going with, like, a basic, like, not legendary one here. Yeah. 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 Like, you can't be, like, rolling around with a ho-oh. <laughs> <laughs> rolling with my ho-oh. <laughs> I don't know, let's just talk about like all the different Pokemon they had. Like that first sequence when they enter Rhyme City, you see like hundreds of Pokemon. It's yeah. probably the best sequence in the movie. Mm. Oh yeah. Just because that's what works best with the movie is seeing Pokemon in a natural environment. 
And you see, like, perchance directing traffic. God, that's yeah. good. Helping, like, Around, a relaxed yeah. fall and asleep in the middle of an intersection. Yes. It's, like, the most wonder I've had for a movie of, like, the scale in, like, a little bit, actually. <laughs> it was very Zootopia, and I mean that as an extreme compliment, mm. because I love Zootopia, but mm. I thought it just established a really believable city that sure. wasn't, like... Zootopia did a pretty damn good job for being, like, a fantasy city of, mm-hmm. like, anthropomorphic creatures. I thought this Pokemon movie did a great job of, like running that line of like certain creatures being able to fulfill fairly human positions yeah. and others just being straight up. Yeah, like the, the squirtles like putting out a fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like how there were basically a Pokemon in uh, every frame of this movie. Like, yeah. There might just be, it's not important to the plot mm-hmm. or anything. There's not even a gag or anything. That just like a Pidgeotto it. just yeah. flying by. Oh, God. Just a the pi- God, the opening sequence with those Pidgeotto's flying. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what is this? Yeah. This is wonderful already. It, I felt like a child. Yeah. It's like, I want to live here yeah. so bad. Like, uh, the thing that I was thinking about was just like, there were frequent scenes where you just see like Sneasels out on the street yeah. walking with people. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why don't you go hanging out in the apartment building? Oh, that yeah. was a good gag. I like that. One thing kind of uh, contrary to all the lore that we've seen thus far in the game hmm. was how common the original gen starters are, apparently. Oh, uh, hmm. sure. There were Charmander everywhere. Yeah. Squirtles in the fire department. Yeah. And we saw like that's my favorite God. scene yeah the horde of bulbasaur it's so beautiful. beautiful yeah but i do yeah. have to say that charmander's little waddle walk <laughs> is the second cutest thing in the entire he is like the world. cutest guy mm. yeah. do you want to talk about going depth on that bulbasaur scene because that is really great mm-hmm. hit it so i mean it's after another great scene the torterra scene mm. where mm. like uh tim and uh justice smith and Catherine newton and tim and lucy Tim and Lucy, that's right. right. Thanks for keeping track of the names, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, them and their Pokemon, Pikachu and Psyduck. We got to talk about Psyduck at some point. God, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah, be back to Psyduck. They're, like, uh, on top of Torterra is, like, scrambling on this moving landscape. Mm. Great action scene. Oh, yeah. Really Great set idea. piece. And then, mm. at the end, uh, Pikachu is sort of injured, mm. and these Bulbasaur come out of the ground, and there's this great scene where Justice Smith who you have to imagine on set was talking, I guess, nothing but tennis balls yep. and Ryan Reynolds' voice being pumped in. Bags for Detective Pikachu's life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just giving a very emotional speech about how he wants to save this Pikachu to this bubble It's, story. like, really great. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they established earlier that it's not, like, what you say. It's mm. the emotion. And, yeah, like, which is, like, similar how, like, uh, you would assume, like, a dog would feel. Yeah. Because dogs yeah. don't understand our language, but they probably understand, how, like, how we feel. Mm-hmm. But it's such a good and perfect, like, you know, bit of character development through plot development. Like, yeah. you know, it's always one of those things where in good writing you're either accomplishing character development, mm-hmm. exposition, or scene building or set building. Yeah. And that's just a really great sense of, like, Wow, that scene establishes all three. Here's the, here they are in the wild. We're seeing how some Pokemon still coexist in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing, you know, Tim's character development, and you know, we're getting a good amount of plot advancement in terms of them bringing him to Mewtwo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the sequence about them bringing him to the Mewtwo is like it's almost Miyazaki-esque. They like, mm-hmm. have like the convertible huh. yeah. and like the uh, shiny mushroom Pokemon, which I'm looking at, is called Morlul. Yes. Little outside of my mm-hmm. scope. I think it's. I think that's a Gen Six, and that's uh, the yeah. one that I got on my trading card that came <laughs> with the movie ticket. Thank you very much. Yeah. Side side recommendation mentioning Miyazaki. That actually did harken right back to a scene from Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. Um, so just 
perfect right there. And I mean, the Miyazaki films, the Pantheon is just fantastic. So I recommend any of those movies, Princess Mononoke in particular, mm -hmm. although Howl's yeah. Movie Castle is my personal favorite. Uh, Round Tail, my favorite speed route away. What about you guys? I honestly have not seen a lot, but I really love My Neighbor Toretoro. I have some yeah. memories. Yeah, Toretoro's fun. Yeah, I'll borrow them. Hmm. I'll take them. I like Michael 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 Mm. Uh, where it's all of these figures of their characters, like Totoro is obviously prominently placed, and so it just spins around in a way where it seems like these statues are moving. Mm. That's uh, that's Pixar did amazing. the same thing also. Yeah, nice. Okay. That's cool. So speaking to that scene where you know he pleads with the mm. Bulbasaur, can you please bring us to a healer Pokemon? Mm. I honestly was sitting in my seat kind of cringing a little bit and like starting Aww. to get a little bit angry because I was like anticipating that he was going to take them to a fucking Chauncey or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Chauncey. Just oh, takes really? like Nurse wow. Joy or something. Oh, <laughs> here's the one thing I'm disappointed about is that I was fully expecting just like that subtle dun 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 and, like the Pokemon <laughs> sound to play somewhere on the score. Like not even like loudly but no, just, just maybe like, like hide it somewhere in the background music because they've done that part. with like a lot of the yeah. songs from the like, games yeah because like they've had the main the main anime title <laughs> is playing in the background of the advertisement for the Pokemon Ryan Reynolds parade. sings uh, the Pokemon yes, yeah. Yeah. Reynolds, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds sadly singing the Pokemon <laughs> song well you know what I want I want as my ringtone Lou Dobbs saying Detective uh, Pikachu thank you <laughs> Oh, should we talk about Ryan Reynolds then? Well, uh, do we? Let's just. Oh, sorry. Bulbasaur. Yes. Let's finish that sorry. first before um, we jump on the Ryan Reynolds train. We kind of touched okay. on the plot quite a bit. I do have a couple more plot points I want to bring up, but we can bring them up alongside oh, yeah. Pokemon that they're tangential sure. to. Um, the Bulbasaur, I thought, were just the cutest things. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, oh, yeah. I'm on record in this podcast in our first episode of saying that I've always been kind of grossed out by Bulbasaur. Mm. Way to go for a movie that we were making fun of for making the Pokemon look totally unsettling, making me adore Bulbasaur now. It's like the cutest Pokemon. What are you talking about, Bulbasaur? The eyes, the eyes are adorable. Oh, it's the cutest Pokemon. I could like go through like just the first 25. All right, so Pikachu's probably the cutest. Bulbasaur is very cute, though. I said 25. I don't even have to include Pikachu. Like, I go through and find well, 25 is Pikachu, but... Oh, I thought it was 26. So no, right, 25. Yeah, mm. he's opposite. He's opposite Meowth, the whole 2552 thing. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. Uh, but no, I just think they're plenty cute of Pokemon. Like just right, sure. in, right in those starter three, I think Squirtle and. Got Charmander those big red eyes though. Good. Yeah, the eyes were the thing that did for me. It was just like, oh my god, it's got those giant. Uh, god, who was the female artist who did those giant portraits? Well, those portraits of people with giant eyes. Oh, uh, there was an opportunity with a great Tim Burton movie. Sure. Though. It is a little bit curious to me that of those, I mentioned the first gen starters in the movie, that it is that Squirtle and Charmander are so integrated into civic life. And sure. you see Charmander walking around despite the fire hazard. <laughs> and Bulbasaur isn't. And also, I realize how many bug Pokemon did we see in this movie? Huh. Oh, not really any. Uh, no. Joltik was in there, which is a bug oh. electric. But, mm. yeah. it was just, but it was like blinking your messages, yeah. wandering around. We did the... see ghosts. Though. Yes. 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 Uh, that ruled. By the, the Gengar. Gengar. Oh. Like the way they it was scary, actually. Like, yeah, 
genuinely terrifying. I love that. He's a ghost, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love the Gengar. Um, the, speaking of real kind of terror and things like that, and again, speaking to Rhyme City and its whole cultural thing with not dog-fighting Pokemon, sure. Charizard Scars, I do want to mention. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was I did think that was a really nice, subtle touch in terms mm-hmm. of, like, you know, hearkening back and acknowledging these Pokemon are fighting and oh, yeah. hurting each other, and here's why they have this principle about we're not fighting. Yeah, there's actually, like, a real, like, moral sense to the movie. Hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I like that they managed to give us a Pokemon battle while mm. also being like, hey, yeah. we're not going to do that here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They picked for the primary Pokemon battle that we saw. I'm thinking about Blastoise and Gengar. God, yeah. Perfect mm. combo. But I mean, we also have the climactic fight to discuss as well. Sure. Hmm. Um, but, you know, that was a fairly uh, low impact because hmm. it's Gengar. You know, he's using yeah. ghost type. That's like, true. Ethereal moves. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that was a pretty low stake way. And I mean, it's managing not to scar kids with seeing a Blastoise get, like, cut open by a side. <laughs> well, you had, like, a Pikachu having to be defended by Justice Smith against the Charizard. Mm. Yeah. yeah. One thing in that scene that I thought they kind of cut away from in an interesting way was Charizard being smothered in water in the whole. Oh, yeah. When I, saw I got. That. I got lit- credit to the movie getting me invested in the world. Like, yeah. honestly, mm. me believing, like, holy shit, his fl- tail flame is going to go out. Yeah. Well, that's only Charmander who has to worry about that. Oh, okay. They never, all of them. Well, they didn't really mention it with the other two. It's oh. like with Charmander, if its fire goes out, it dies. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. in the Pokedex. So that's why I was so worried when like, I saw him get smothered by water. Yeah. I assume that's consistent with all three yeah. Yeah. Sure. that huh. yeah, if the flame goes out on its tail, it yeah. automatically dies. Remember, the Pokedex is written by edgy 11 year olds. Charizard's response to, care, to that Magikarp suddenly god, evolving. The Magikarp. <laughs> uh, I kind of did evolution in this uh, movie. They like, like a lot of things. They like introduced it, but it's in a way that's very easy to understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, my friend Mike Kutan brought up an interesting point about this movie. So we all remember Twitch plays Pokemon mm-hmm. and the phenomenon of Flareon being the false prophet when we really wanted a Vaporeon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what does Bill Nye have his EV evolve into when oh. we first meet him? Oh. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but. Oh, well. I'm glad they did not have too much of a shot of Eevee because if you follow the Monmen Pod Twitter account, I am responsible for the tweet that said Eevee, uh, Detective Pikachu Eevee, looks like it knows exactly the date and time that you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that it was shit. Yeah. We did not see a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it evolves into a Flareon, which should have been our first hint. This is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I guess duplicitous and uh, yeah I mean even then like just the fact that he's evolving into one of any number of things that mm. kind of hints at there is no straight line for this character he's going to surprise mm. you in some kind of yeah. way yeah actually yeah. Uh, one of the other Pokemon I loved was Loudred the, yeah. yeah the giant speaker Pokemon that was playing uh, all of the music for which for the record Diplo was there <laughs> Diplo yeah. was the DJ yep Diplo as himself but the Pokemon world version of himself yeah odd. I love stuff I just can't get over the fact that Diplo exists in this universe, apparently. I love it when stuff like that happens because it kind of implies that this particular artist was inevitable. Well, what's, the, what's, the gr- what's the group in Chappie, the South African oh. rap group? Diane Wood. Yeah, Diane Wood. Yeah. Uh, Daft Punk and Tron Legacy. Yeah, yeah, they're actually themselves. They have the masks yeah, on. Like, I, I mean, that's just documentary. Sure. Yeah. Well, oh, God, all of my... F- there were a bunch of interviews with everyone who was involved in Daft Punk's uh, last record. Uh, and so Niall Rogers of Chic 
kept referring to them as the robots in all of these interviews. And I keep thinking, like, does he know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, louder than Diplo. Like, I also love that just when the R went off, Loudred went full, all of the Loudred oh, yeah. went full dubstep. It ruled, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the direction I thought, especially for like those action sequences, were really good. Like, yeah. In terms of like, you know, my major thing is I'm kind of a dummy. I have a hard time following action mm-hmm. if, there are too, if there are too many quick cuts and things well, like that. Well, a lot of movies are like not good about that. There are too many uh, cuts yeah. in most movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. This was really good at like tracking, giving you enough yeah. like, sense to follow the action, especially because so many of the action sequences had so many Pokemon. Oh, for sure. really appreciate what was going on. The last, like, uh, Pikachu versus Mewtwo fight's kind of great, actually. Yeah, uh, Rob Letterman, he directed this movie, and he did a good job. He's very mm-hmm. much like a journeyman director. He's sure. done, like, two animes for DreamWorks, and then two Jack Black family comedies. So not really a guy you'd expect to tap for, like, a like a movie this well-directed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, props to him. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think the great thing about the, uh, d- the final fight with Pikachu and Mewtwo wasn't just, like, the presentation of it as a fight, although mm-hmm. I have my issues with calling it a fight, per se, but I'll get back to that <laughs> in a second. But you also had a great... They really made a good use of the sense of the city, the mm-hmm. space, yeah. the verticality of it. Yeah, then... like, so many, movie- so many action movies are bad at, like, establishing, like, the space work. Yeah. And I think this movie did a really good job at that. Yeah. But I hesitate to call the Pikachu Mewtwo thing a fight because it was just more of a chase. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It didn't become a fight until the very That's end. That's true. Then it was Pikachu more sucker punching Mewtwo. Yeah. Sure. I think, I don't know. Again, I kind of appreciate that it didn't go for a straight, like a lot of fighting. Mm. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, again, sorry, against Principal Rock City, but also it's something different from the Pokemon universe. Yeah. And mm. I'd rather, because if I want to see Pokemon fight, I can just boot up Pokemon Sun. And yeah. Yeah. Look, the Pokemon they gave us a battle so that we could see it because, you know, that's what we wanted to yeah. see. We wanted to see a battle at some point. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. It was and just we, for, it was one of those things that they did because it had to happen. And it was almost like kind of in the background of that scene. That's also like the only way Pikachu's going to fight Mewtwo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they acknowledged up front that this is the most powerful Pokemon. So that's another reason why I hope that it, Mewtwo is not a Pokemon. Right. Mm. Pokemon. Well, he's, no, he's not a villain anymore, right? He's a. That too. Yeah. Well, he's an anti-human act, anti-hero, which sure. I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, I'm predicting that at the end of the next Pokemon movie, there will be a post-credit stinger where Mewtwo shows up and finds like what one of the Pokemon from that movie and like starts his own Pokemon. <laughs> oh <my adventures>. uh... <laughs> Talking about most powerful Pokemon got me thinking about Arceus, and now I can't get my brain off of uh, Pokemon Silence where they worship Arceus. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, there was a giant Arceus statue as well as uh, yeah. Dialga yeah. and Palkia in Bill Nye's Yeah, office. what is religion in this world? <laughs> well, we spec- I speculated on the Magnemite Magneton episode that in a universe where metal ball bearings can come to life, <laughs> there probably isn't a whole lot of religion. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, God is dead because Pikachu made him faint. <laughs> God needed a focus center. Oh. Lick a tongue. Let's talk about the Lickitung on the brain. <laughs> yeah. Who looked gross in the trailer, and this movie works. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. That was the one Pokemon where, in the trailers, I went, yes, this is supposed to look that terrifying. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Lickitung, they did a really good job of playing with the Pokemon as, like, organic creatures. So yeah. Lickitung saliva mm-hmm. was, like, you know, played for, like, a standard goofy gag of, like, oh, he's covered in saliva. But sure. then they called back to that with the Greninja's saliva oh. being used oh. for that horror movie, Alien. Yeah. Yes. I just thought that was That great. was cool. Yeah, the whole infiltration of the lab thing was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, any other point I want to quick hit? I love Golurk. I love the steam coming out. It was really cool. Oh, yeah, just hanging out in the background. Yeah, like any other background Pokemon you guys want to hit really quick? Uh, just back on Lickitung for a moment. They apparently built a real tongue with chunks of latex and covered Whoa. it with Whoa. and covered it with a fake uh, slime to just rub on Justice oh, Smith's face. Yeah. That act I mean you could feel that. It feels yeah. like you could... uh, again, uh, Ravi Bonsai said that they interpreted his skin as almost marshmallow and dusted. Which makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, apparently the Pokemon company was not entirely a fan of that particular scene in the movie <laughs> with the licky tongue licking poor Justice Smith. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting dynamic there that the Pokemon movie did not get carte blanche like well, I think uh, I, per a lot of interviews, like they had to like regularly like uh, send like emails to Nintendo to like get permission to do certain things with the movie, which I think is kind of cool actually. Yeah, the Pokemon yeah. company had a rep on set every day. Yeah. So. so like they actually care about like their products. They care about like the canon of Pokemon, mm. as opposed to Sega, who is kind of distancing themselves from the Sonic movie. Already. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It makes sense though. The only previous Nintendo movie is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oof. Yeah. They were not fans of. Uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. We I, we just mentioned the Sonic movie. I have to say it. Okay. Just three words. T. 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 I think they should just leave. We're a bunch of idiots. Yeah. I kind of think they should just leave Sonic. Just let it be bad. <laughs> yeah, just let Sonic be like. It'll be fu- it'll be bad. Good. I think is I think it's what it's gonna end up being. It's being like so like. Yeah. I mean, my one hope. Yeah. Is that the fact that they have to spend a lot of money to quickly remodel the Sonic? Which is because, shitty to the workers. Yeah. Yes, but they have to spend a lot of money on that. Yeah. And then all of the ancillary marketing and oh, promotional tie-ins yeah. also will have to be updated. <laughs> this might collapse capitalism. <laughs> I forget who like said that it'd be so funny if uh, they just got like another furry person. They just increasingly made Sonic super horny looking. He's got like buffer. <laughs> just right, lean let's... into it. Or just do pregnant Sonic. Let's oh, just lean into please. the Tumblr no, crowd. Mpreg Sonic is oh, yeah. the is the after credits teaser <laughs> for the next movie. Oh, That's right, how you introduce already, Knuckles. You're getting ahead of us. We haven't. We will do the bonus spoiler cast for the Sonic movie. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. No. No, I am. I am not spending money on that. I'll, I'll watch it with you, Blue. Yes. yes. Oh. I'll do a special spoiler cast. I'm like, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be in here, and I'll just be like, wait, no, you're making this up. That didn't actually happen. We'll, in call, movie. It, we'll call it the Sonman episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so back to featured Pokemon. Mm. Uh, any other background Pokemon we wanted to address? Uh, there's the ones that all get hit by the the, the, the poison in the beginning, right? A-pom. What are... Th- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Apoms. Yeah. I liked them. Yeah. Good scene, good action scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I nice like the fact that they had Pokemon that were just like live-in pests mm-hmm. sort of around. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same way we have pigeons in our yeah. cities. Like, yeah. They're just... They're like pigeons or rats. They're just part of the urban ecosystem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there were uh, Emolgas just... Emolgas? No. But, you know, like yeah, the, you know, we know what we're talking about. Hopefully you do, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah uh, the electric flying squirrels. <laughs> they were just sitting on top of a food stall at one point. Like, I love that there were just these background Pokemon that were just hanging out, doing yeah. their thing. Yeah, and I mean, again, speaking to the fact that they painted and created a world that was very, like, lived in and believable, like, they created a world that has a very city-like ecosystem. Oh, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, just like New York or whatever. 
film? Oh, I just think it's like a super beautiful looking movie. Like it was shot on film and it like really shows. Wait, it was shot on film? Yeah, it's shot wow. like 35 millimeter. Oh, like uh even though the Pokemon like weren't shot, obviously, but like uh, Wait, it's like a what? Va- <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, they're not real Pokemon. They're not real? Used. I'm sorry, Michael, darling. <laughs> to see what they used as like the physical stand-in for Psyduck and the other Pokemon that they had to carry uh, around. Sure. I, yeah. Well, I have an answer to that, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, Catherine Newton in an interview was saying that they were told by the Pokemon company rep that Psyduck's weigh about 40 pounds, so she was weighted down with a backpack that was... 40 pounds of weight. So when she's running around on the giant Torteras doing all those stunts, she's wearing 40 pounds on her back. That's That's kind of great, yeah. Yeah. Um, Props to her. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. (laughs) Having a 40-pound psychic bomb on your back. Yeah. (laughs) Who's not actually a psychic type, as we learned. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, Someone didn't listen to that episode. Favorite favorite tidbit to always point out is that he is named Psy Duck, but Uh not actually a psychic type. Interesting. Never retconned it. Yeah, which is so strange to me. Let's get into Psyduck. Yes. It's a really fun Pokemon. Uh, Yeah. Going back to Hernandez and Samet, uh, I'll make sure I got the names correctly. Edit. uh, Yeah, it was Samet. (laughs) Going back to uh, interviews with Hernandez and Samet, they... Said they want Psyduck to be the breakout Pokemon of the movie because he's one of their favorites. <laughs> Certainly is. Yeah, and it yeah, really is. It yeah, they have a great Chekhov's gun in the sort of yeah. psychic, a lot of comic potential and like Pikachu having to keep him calm. Yeah, yeah. there's a well, fun runner that where like Psyduck is kind of exploiting people's like fear yeah, of him yeah. exploding. It's like, hey, you got to massage my feet to calm me yes. down. <laughs> oh yeah, and just like the little joke where they're in the back seat in their little <laughs> car seats, which I thought was delightful. Yeah. And Pikachu saying. So we have to listen to the spa music <laughs> so that you don't go crazy and blow up. Psyduck. <laughs> I, just, I was delighted every single time Psyduck said his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the movie, like, Chow was sitting next to me, and I was just like, little giggly boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so cute, even though he looks, like, weird. Yeah. I would have been totally okay with either result. Like, I'm glad that they had the psychic explosion, but yeah. I was kind of waiting for it to be a bit where, like, it turns out when they're in the stressful moment that Psyduck, like, admits finally, like, no, I don't have to. Uh... <laughs> like, I never leveled up to have it. Yeah. <laughs> Although I want to point out that Green Ninjas are dark types. They're water and dark. Mm. And Psyduck used a psychic move against them, which should be not effective at all. Mm. Although I guess we're also playing by anime rules, which is just... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Just, you know, Goku goes Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly beat Frieza. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Psyduck was delightful. Psyduck rules. So the other Pokemon of note that we've been kind of dancing around is uh, Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Mm. Wait, who? Uh, <laughs> right. Detective Pikachu. You mean mouse with hat? Yes. <laughs> so why don't you start off with your feelings on mouse with hat? <laughs> like the design of mouse with hat was delightful. Mm-hmm. I think Detective Pikachu looked cute as hell. Oh, and yeah. you know, when you hear the actual Pika Pika coming out of it, it's really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Reynolds was fine. Mm-hmm. He was fine. Yeah. But it's just so... <clears throat> He was just so Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Like Ryan Reynolds only plays Ryan Reynolds, I think, mm-hmm. which can work for some cases. Like I personally would prefer Andy Daly as the voice mm, of Deadpool. Oh, yeah, as yeah, the voice actually. Of Deadpool, I think. Andy. But his character from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like as soon as setting aside here for a moment, there's that Rick and Morty episode where he plays Crumbopolis Michael, who is a hitman. <laughs> And there's that line just like, I love killing. Here I go, killing again. And I heard that I went, that's what Deadpool should be. Yeah. It should be Andy Daly just 
very happy to be going about on this year. Yeah. Which yeah. Ryan Reynolds is rarely. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, you can hear the raised eyebrow. Yeah. Maybe it's the um, the fact that we mentioned Spider-Verse on our Nick Cage tangent mm. earlier, but hmm. I would think that John Mulaney would make a good detective. Oh, that's huh. actually that a really... Yeah. But if I'm veering away from the Spider-Verse, my other understudy pick would be Paul of Tom- Tompkins. Uh, uh, sure. Yes. See, I like all of that, but I would go more, like dramatic like mm-hmm. not like imagine like michael shannon as oh detective pikachu God. i think like, michael shannon or like uh kyle mclaughlin are oh, perfectly yes. sincere choices yeah because i think in the game like detective pikachu has a gruffer voice which yeah. adds to the gag of like here's this hard-boiled private detective who's a pikachu yeah gruff voice i think is like cuter coming from like it's funnier and both it contrasts like how cute he looks and i yeah. think it would actually accentuate how cute pikachu looks so I feel like it should be someone like, the internet all thinks it's Danny DeVito. They're right about it. <laughs> Thank you. But Danny DeVito or someone who's already in the movie. I think Ken Watanabe would have been a really good Detective oh, Pikachu. God, yeah. <laughs> one thing that they never could, one gag that I can't quite piece together that I'm now thinking through with the Ryan Reynolds Detective Pikachu thing. Mm. He's addicted to coffee when he's Detective Pikachu, which we kind of assume is because of the dad in right. mm. Pikachu at the end. But then we find out Ryan Reynolds says, I really want coffee for some reason. So his dad was never no. coffee. I oh, guess Pikachu's weird. just so like Pikachu's coffee. Uh, that's kind of merged. That yeah. actually makes no sense. Yeah. No, well, make speaking of jokes that make no sense, like mm. I think there was you could cut like twenty percent of Ryan Reynolds riffing in yeah. this, and it would be yeah. better. Like there's a joke I think when the Torterra uh, earthquake is happening, and he says like. Why won't people believe in climate change? And that got me thinking, like, this is a random gag for one thing. Yeah. And also, wait, this is a post-scarcity society. Yeah. And they're dealing with climate change, too? Oh, yeah. this is a bummer. So at the end, they reveal that Ryan Reynolds is actually the dad. I think that would have been a good opportunity to choose any of our people. Like, we were talking about how funny when it would have been if Danny DeVito just hobbled out. I kept thinking. Oh, I've been thinking about Danny DeVito in this role for the last uh, however long it's been since oh, yeah. this movie was announced. Uh, and I just kept thinking, like, is there a cat Pokemon? A Pokemon? Pokemon? Wow. Uh, so Pokemon. that he can show up. Include a like to the Pokemans. Thank you. Uh, a cat Pokemon that he could play just because I want a, like update of that It's Always Sunny scene where he walks in as just a cheetah guy. <laughs> there is a cat Pokemon. What's it? Well, Meowth, but... No, yeah. no, another one from a later um, Glammeow? Yeah, there's Glammeow, there's Purloin. There's a bunch of cats. Yeah, there we go. Um, but is there a cat Pokemon he could play is the question. Hmm. He'd also be a great Meowth. Yeah, yeah. for the, the next Pokemon movie, <laughs> he voices Team Rocket. Meowth, that's right! <laughs> so, the thing is for me... Are you a cat man now? <laughs> yeah, cool. The thing for me, though, is that law of averages, like Danny DeVito plus Pikachu equals Ryan Reynolds. Like when you put the when you split the difference between the two voices. What? <laughs> what? Wait, I don't agree with this. Explain this, this formula that you have, Baloo. <laughs> we have a chalkboard. Baloo is approaching us. Scale. Danny DeVito down here is Frank Reynolds. Pikachu's classic Pika Pika. Uh-huh. And then like in the middle, you find Ryan Reynolds. Wait, Danny DeVito plays a Chansey so that he can uh-huh. say, "Can I offer you an egg in these prime times?" <laughs> uh, did we ever get to Kevin's uh, choice for a Pikachu? Uh, I didn't have one. Okay. But you know what? Here, I'll spit one right off my head. Uh, Jason Mantzoukas. Oh, oh, my God. Good Lord. That would be... 
have to be a Snorlax, honestly. Minzy, because yeah. yeah. Snorlax. Snorlax to wake up and have Jason answer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will include a link in the show notes to the Frank Reynolds man cheetah bit from It's Always Sunny. Okay. Uh, uh, let's start to wind down. Closing thoughts or any additional uh, points for the movie, Mr. Darling? I know you had a, one other thing. Uh, two quick things. One, there's a brief moment where there, where Justice Smith walks into his dad's apartment mm. and there's a film noir movie playing. That's actually the fake film noir from Home Alone. Oh. Uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy. <laughs> yeah, they didn't include that line or else we all would have known. Sure. But yeah, so that's hilarious. Uh, and then... People have commented that the end is kind of weird with people merging into Pokemon yeah. and all that. Baffling. But, yeah, but that's a thing that goes back to the first game. Because Does it? if Bill's you remember, yes, Bill's you remember, busy. you meet Bill in his cabin outside Cerulean, hmm. and he has been merged with what we find out in the later remake of Let's Go Pikachu Eevee uh, is a Nidoran male. He's been merged with a Pokemon, Ooh. and he needs you to just, hey, could you hit that switch? I can't reach it with my stubby oh, little arms. Yeah. yeah, so that's something that they set up 20 huh. goddamn years ago. Wow. And now it's a plot point in a multi-million dollar movie. It's still bananas, but oh, yeah, I appreciate definitely. that they like brought it back. Starting from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. How crazy it is that Detective Pikachu is the main character's father. That's the twist. <laughs> <laughs> they did such a good job leading you to that point where it's, oh, yeah. it's logical that Detective Pikachu is his dad, yeah. of course. Well, when did you figure that out? Let's just go around the table. All right, I, uh, I guess my little brother played the game. That's the one thing that's mm. carried over from the games is Detective Pikachu. And again, that's only implied. Hmm. But it like he told me that Detective Pikachu is the kid's dad. So I sort of... And from the second trailer, I sort of knew they were carrying it over because, oh, mm. Ted Pikachu woke up at the car crash with no memories, where his dad mm. got. Yeah, so that's, I was sort of keyed in pretty early. Yeah, but now that they're separated, there's no chance of there really being a Detective Pikachu. They can refuse him, I guess. Unless, yeah, Mewtwo shows up and he's like, hey, the studio wants to do Gremlins yeah. 2 type deal. You're getting We have more one. mysteries to solve. <laughs> like Men in Black 2 as well. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, actually. Mewtwo has a second mission, but again, that would disappoint me because I don't want Mewtwo to come back. No. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of Mewtwo being Charlie from Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, he has a, I have a mission for you, and then he goes away. To Dagger Pikachu, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> he like, convinces them to complete the mission. It's like, I've fused your dad and his Pikachu again. Now you are not unfused. It's a hostage you. situation. <laughs> it's like Crank or oh. something. Oh, God. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. They should just dabble in other genres. It'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, I had the tip off that he was, that Detective Pikachu was the kid's dad when we saw the flashback of mm. the dad leaving and he was shot entirely from behind wearing a hoodie. And I was like, okay. Yeah. There's only one reason why they'd be doing that, and that's because they're trying to hide it's Ryan Reynolds. Sure. <laughs> I guess I never really thought about it, actually. So it was actually like a major surprise to me. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to move us into the final section that I have now, in the past 10 seconds, decided the name for on the spot, which is the Peak Academy Awards. <clears throat> we are each going to... You want to try that pun again? Like, Peak Academy... Okay, you're right. That's impossible to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is impossible to say, Lou Dobbs? A detective... Uh... Picasso. Rule of threes, motherfucker. Yeah. So we're each going to not necessarily say that we're predicting that this movie is Oscar-worthy. I don't think any of us are making that claim here at <laughs> sure. all. Um, but we are going to pick an Academy Award section or mm -hmm. award to give it from our where we think it really stood out. 
Um, for my part, I'm going to give uh, Best Actress to uh, to Lucy. I just think she really nailed it in terms of like what they gave her. It was hmm. Catherine Newton, you said? Yes. Yeah. She yeah, is great Catherine, in it. Catherine Newton just really played it. And, you know, talking about, like, her character was very uneven, I mentioned. Mm. But I mm. think that's more the result of less her <clears throat> acting, more the direction she was given and what she was mm. given for the sure. scene she was in. I mean, her but, motivation was the same throughout, I think. Like, She's sick of writing these. I love that line about the listicles about which is the cutest right. Pokemon, and they're all the cutest. <laughs> she says that with such rage. It's great. And then Justice Smith is just like, my grandmother loves those lists. It's like anyone that's worked for BuzzFeed can probably yeah. relate. Yeah, yeah. It was a, there was like a surprising <laughs> amount of like realism there. I thought yeah. she did like a really good job with it, even if they did have her hamming it up a little bit too much at times. I kind of like her girl Friday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I just wish they'd been more consistent. Like, pick sure. a and stick with Yeah, mm. I agree with that. But I think it's better. But I prefer, like, once we got to, like, the lab for that part of the investigation, like, the car ride out, mm-hmm. that, those scenes I thought were just fantastic. So that's my pick for the award. You guys are much better versed in, like, film composition mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's sure. I'm leaving the heavier awards to you. Guys. Sure. Uh, darling, I'll, uh, if you could lead off before our co-hosts bring us home. All right, I'm going to be serious about this and say, let's start the Detective Pikachu visual effects campaign yeah. today. Beautiful they brought, oh, yeah, they brought all of these Pokemon to life and made them look real. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that's a thing that I don't think anyone expected. We're seeing with Sonic just how hard that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. If you compare it to like Avengers, which is a great movie, but it's the one I like. There's mm-hmm. things different. I like but, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like the CGI, and it feels very uh, like you know these are obviously computer generated things that don't feel real. They're just. But they do, though, is a thing. Avengers, yeah. Well, oh, oh, sure, yeah. sure. In Avengers, they don't, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, got yeah. It, I mean, sorry. like, Doctor Strange, say what you will about the rest of the movie, its visual effects were incredible and weird, and that didn't sure. win, so. Yeah. They have a sense of texture, weight. Yeah. The Pokemon, yes. Yeah. And even... Uh, yeah, like we were talking about how, like, when he picks up Detective Pikachu, you, like, really feel it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you can even see him, like kind of like feeling the weight like his posture when Pikachu was riding on his shoulders. Which yeah. actually like you gotta give credit to Justice Smith for like acting against nobody. He did a great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you had like brief things like uh Gene Kelly danced mm, with sure. uh that stupid cat and mouse team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Tom and Jerry. Tom Thank and Jerry. you. Yeah. The stupid cat and mouse team, Tom stupid and Jerry. Cat and mouse team. I mean, has anyone here watched a Tom and Jerry cartoon? I haven't seen it. They're pretty Wait, really? good. Yeah, They're okay, great. wow, wow. Wait, is, are you actually, dissing Tom and Jerry, darling? I am actually darling? surprised by the fact that I'm in a room with 70-year-olds. Uh, I'm a Popeye fan. That's <laughs> 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 your, your yeah, pin tweet that I love. Right. Chow has a pin tweet that I love so much, which is watching Popeye. Oh, shit, he's got the spinach. <laughs> so to loop this back, the Popeye live-action movie is not going to win. Did not win a, an Academy Award. For Should have, though. Ro- uh, Robert Altman rules. Mm. Robin Williams was fantastic. Well, Altman didn't get piece. any Oscars. He just Should got the well. honorary. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Kevin, if you want to share which category you think stands out as... Yeah, I'm going to give props to Justice Smith. Mm. Because, uh, like I said, he was acting as tennis balls and Ryan yeah. Reynolds' voice piped through the speaker. Yeah. And, like, he has some weighty emotional stuff. Yeah, yeah. he grounds the movie in a way that, uh, that keeps the whole thing going. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that monologue to Detective Pikachu. A yeah. Pikachu wearing hat. Yeah. <laughs> about how he misses his dad and is yeah. crying over the connection he lost. That's... And he that? carries that throughout the movie too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. He never really loses like the sense of loss mm-hmm. and like uh, depression. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. when things are getting wacky and frantic. 
He's a great. I have a big fan of like the Get Down. Which, oh, I don't know if you. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. I I didn't see most of the second season because I think it got canceled mm-hmm. before I finished it. Okay. But yeah, he's great in that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say flat out, I will cop to the fact that yep, I teared up at the end of the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Like, hashtag cryboy. <laughs> um, Sobble. Yep, I am Sobble boy. Hashtag Sobble boy. Um. Mr. Chow, Detective Pikachu, bring us home. I'm going to come back to cinematography. I think it's like a really like gorgeous looking movie. The city is like beautiful looking, the neon lights. And then when they finally go to like the woods, like that looks very gorgeous. It's all shot in film, as I said. I think it's like a really good looking movie, which I feel like a lot of the big blockbusters we have now look very bland and like they look like TV. This yeah. feels like a film. Hmm. Yeah, I get what you feel on that very samey thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, well. This was the Detective Pikachu, Pikachu spoiler cast. Thank you all for joining. The Detective Pikachu or... Detective uh, Pikachu. I lo- Chow has laughed at every time I cue that in. I respect <laughs> that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Is you. Four a thing? It is now. <laughs> it's a tag. You get to roll three and then you get a tag. That's true. And, and yes, and every time Michael Darling cues up that insert. The insert of Detective uh, Chow laughed again. Thank you. <laughs> the funny thing is, we can't hear this thing as we cue it in. So Chow's just laughing at the about idea. It. Of it. Yeah. About Lou Dobbs <laughs> saying it. Bless you, Lou Dobbs, you asshole. So, I have to uh, plug closing, <laughs> closing plugs because it's been a little while since we last had you gentlemen on the podcast. Uh, Mr. Chow, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm uh, under Sriracha Chow. That's S R I R A C H A C H A U. You can follow me there. Thank you, Kevin. I'm on Twitter as well at Kev Kozer, K E V K O E S E R. I also do another podcast called Talking Who to You. This may appeal to maybe one person listening to this, but it's about. Doctor Who uh, radio dramas. So if you're in that world... Uh, her name is Abby Denton. I also want to say Margaret Keane drew the big eye portraits. Thank you. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that back Finally, someone credited her over time. So, <laughs> well, if Michael isn't going to say it, I'm going to say it. Thank you, Kevin, for finally coming on the podcast after we've been talking to you for the past <laughs> ten episodes. I didn't even intend for that to be a bit. <laughs> what? Just, God damn it, Chow, listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I don't listen to anything that doesn't involve people just talking about trying to get to the podcast. <laughs> it's so funny that you sort of established me as like a weed smoker when I hadn't, I've only smoked like three times for moving to LA. For the record, I was just going for a generic Kevin who is listening to the show because we have so many of those. You know what's great is when you explain yeah. bits on the air to the audience in general. It's always funny. For the record, I could be that guy. <laughs> Kevin Chow. <laughs> All right, well, once again, I am Ian Blue. I'm Michael Brown. Thanks for being here. We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star Might win an Oscar, you can't never tell Movies gonna make me a big star Cause I can play the part so well Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie Then I know that you will plainly see Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time 
And all I gotta do is act naturally